Welcome to the She Built This podcast, where we are sharing the stories of professionals and entrepreneurs who are on a mission to create the new norm by following their dreams and making them a reality. I'm your host, Emily Aborn, and together we are inspiring, growing, and giving you the tools you need to bring ideas to life so you can build whatever this means for you. I'm feeling a little giddy today because if you are listening to this on the day that it comes out, Wednesday, September 21st, we are just one week and one day away from the live She Built This event in Laconia, New Hampshire. And mind you, um, today is the last day to get tickets to join us for this evening. It's going to be an evening I don't think you will soon forget with community building and inspiration. And really, I think the reason I'm really so excited is this is just like the essence and energy of collaboration. Like this is what she built the sparks. And my desire is just that it ripples out from each and every single person in the room so that they can then bring it back to what they're building and they can bring it back to their community. Um, One thing I'm really looking forward to is being a part of this even more than just as like the co-host with uh, it's myself and Jody Gallant of JMG Marketing and Business Strategy. And when we were first putting it together, I messaged Jody and I said, you know, I really feel like we need to be part of this panel and uh, make it more of like a roundtable discussion in addition to putting being the people that are putting the event together. Um, I felt like this because I, I know that Jody and I have our own stories that need to be shared too. And we are all in such different phases in our entrepreneurial journeys. And so Jody did, um, she agreed, of course, and she had actually been thinking uh, similarly, so it just worked out perfectly. But Jody has um, several businesses, and her, her her she is right now celebrating her ten year business anniversary with JMG Marketing and Business Strategy. I personally have two businesses. And I have just made some absolutely massive shifts from A, how I started as an entrepreneur in 2014, and also just in within those businesses, like what has really kind of shifted and changed. Um, so for those of you who are new here, I am a content writer as well as the founder of She Built This, which in addition to being this podcast, it's a woman's entrepreneurship community that meets online as well as in person locally in New England to form meaningful connection, support one another, and really just like provide access to resources as we grow and build our businesses. You can learn more at shebuiltthis.org. I'd love to have you as part of our free group. And you can also get tickets to the event at shebuiltthis.org backslash lakes region as well, which I will have all that in the show notes. Um, we also have on our panel as part of our roundtable discussion, Karen Bassett, who she has like more businesses than I can count. One, one of which is a Wayfair Coffee Roaster, and that's up in the Lakes region of New Hampshire. Um, but she's built like really like a family of businesses all around this concept of bringing people together and creating community. We also have Karen Kenny, who's been an entrepreneur for 20 years, um, I think a little more than that, actually, and she is a spiritual mentor, a writer, a speaker, and a podcast host, so she's going to bring this like really unique um, perspective, and she also has a community of her own as well, a spiritual 
um, community called The Nest. And we also have Kelly Chapman, who owns Meredith Wellness Center. And as you can imagine, this is just going to be like a really fascinating bunch with lots of stories to share and lots of different walks of life. And what I've been really wanting to um, dive into a little bit is some of the more like real deal that goes on in entrepreneurship, like day in the life kind of stuff, right? And and it's not that I'm not always sharing those things, but I think that there are some definitely some challenges and some realities that get brushed under the rug and not really talked about enough. So I sort of want to invite more of these conversations into the room and bring these things to light. If you tuned in, and I think that that is exactly what we're going to be doing at this event. Um, If you tuned into last week's episode with Tasha Booth, you will recall I shared a little bit about like what a launch might actually look like versus what those Instagram ads tell you that it's going to or should look like. And this week, I wanted to take the opportunity to talk about visibility and what really happens when you decide to show up? What really happens when you decide to be visible? Visibility is this buzzword in the entrepreneurial space right now, and everybody wants to be visible, but not everyone, I don't think, realizes all that it involves and the unique gifts and the challenges and the realities of when you decide to show up. So I'm going to start getting into it all in this episode, and trust me, there's going to be more where this came from because visibility is one of my favorite things to talk about and share on and really just like helping business owners rethink what it means um, and step outside what they think visibility needs to look like as they get creative with it. So on that note, let's get into it. What happens when you decide to show up and be visible? And I'm going to give you a little background on why this topic has become so prevalent and important to me this year. I have never been a quote unquote word of the year person. Um, I like to choose a focus for the year, a goal, sometimes like a feeling I want or, or create a vision for the year ahead. But I've, I've, never really done the word of the year thing. And I also am a little hesitant around even like picking specific goals because so often new information comes in that changes my plan. Um, So I've started to paint more of like a broad yearly picture. And then as each quarter is kind of like around the corner, I get a little bit more granular. Um, But anyway, I love hearing what other people choose for their words of the year. I find it so fascinating. I just don't particularly do this trend myself. I also hadn't even heard of the concept until like probably 2020. And my word of the year that year was something insane, like do all the things, go all the places. Uh, So you can see how that turned out. So in true trend bucking for no good reason, rebel without a cause, Emily style, I actually decided to choose two words for 2022. This year, my words were intention and visibility. And I'll weave intention into this just a teeny bit. Um, It's another story for another day. But I do think that as I've learned about what visibility requires, a lot of it boils down to being intentional in your actions and your choices. But today, as I said, I mainly want to focus on visibility. And since it is such a buzzword in the entrepreneurial space, 
Let's define visibility, and then I'll give you my hot take on what I think it is. So in short, um, visibility is getting your message out there and getting it seen. And we often associate visibility with things like showing up on social media, attending networking events, gaining speaking engagements, but it can take many, many different forms. In my mind, at the root of visibility is the concept of connection. You are creating a connection with the people that you're speaking to, with your ideal clients, with your audience, with those you're collaborating with. And you also are creating a connection by building that know, like, and trust in remaining consistent. Now, if you're like, ooh, this sounds interesting. I've never heard this hot take on visibility. We do touch on each of these spokes of visibility in my six weeks marketing momentum lab, which I will share a little bit more about in this episode as we go on. But here's the thing. When you are on a podcast, when you are writing a social media post, when you are speaking to a live audience, you need to create, even when you're attending a business after hours at the chamber and you're just like chatting with someone one-on-one, you need to create a connection in order for your message to land and to resonate with the person on the other side communication, visibility, it really all boils down to connection with someone, something, an idea, a product, a solution to the problem, etc. Um, all right, so I just want to share the specific forms that I chose to focus on my own visibility this year because as I said, the options are endless in how to gain visibility. So this is kind of like where I honed in this year and a little bit about how it went. Um, My first focus was guest podcast opportunities. I obviously have my own podcast, but I love being a podcast guest. I love talking about content. I love talking about community. I love talking about the entrepreneurial journey and just like things that get under my skin as an entrepreneur and things that I've pivoted in and why and stuff like that. So by the time that this episode comes out, I'll have been on just over... um, 20 podcasts this year, which is actually by no means how many I'd like to be on. I'd like to be on more, but this wasn't my primary focus. I mostly pitched to people that I knew and or were podcasters that I knew through someone else. So it was sort of like I I sort of limited it to kind of a small circle, like a my inner circle, if you will. Um, next year and in the coming months, I want to focus a little bit more heavily on podcast pitching and stepping outside of the box I'm in now. Um, the other thing I focused on was workshops and presentations. I had some really great opportunities to hop in as a guest presenter for some content focused workshops, as well as deliver a presentation to the New Hampshire Tech Alliance, uh, Staples Small Business, a business marketing group. And I also got to do a workshop of my own for the She Built This members, which is something I totally want to lean into more. Um, I'm collaborating on a workshop with Jamie Chapman in October locally. And I, I, I love workshops. So I think that I want to kind of like l- lean more into this as I'm in the process of creating the content around maybe three to four standard signature workshops that really deliver on value so that I can share it with other groups and individuals. Um, The other thing I decided to show up in was having a small group program. I launched my first small group program, the Marketing Momentum Lab, this year. It was gloriously fun. I cannot wait to do more. I cannot wait to do it again. 
I hope that I come up with more ideas to do more things like this because it was a blast. Um, The other thing I committed to was showing up consistently on social media and email. I have had so much fun with email and social media. Like I truly find my own Instagram and also emailing very fun. Um, And a little side note, if you don't find it fun, I would love to help you with that by just like either taking it off your plate altogether or helping you brainstorm how to make it fun. But anyway, that's something I've really been committed to this year in my visibility and I'm having a blast with it. Um, And then the other thing is networking in new groups, one-to-one and specific online communities. Now, I will be totally honest with you. This is where I struggle. I don't love, I I don't love the word networking, but I don't really love networking. I have a hard time making time and energy for like lots of calls. So I have chosen my time spent in these places really intentionally. Um, I have joined some online new, some new online communities. I've also let go of some online communities that just like weren't doing it for me, but felt like I was part of too many things. I have learned that I really, well, while I really love holding the container for community and like being the community leader and the one organizing and doing these things, I don't always love being the one to go seek it outside of what I'm building. So that's been a really eye-opening experience for me. Um, And all that to say, I really do love one-to-one connecting. I just, I I think I just find networking uh, difficult sometimes, which we all do. So there will be more on that too. Um, Or I should say many of us do. Um, The other thing is focusing on cleaning up my branding and messaging. Like little known visibility thing here. uh, And I will talk about this in a little bit. But suffice it to say that up until recently, I was the cobbler's son. And I just, I just, It's not that my shoes were broken. I just literally didn't have shoes. I had a website someone built for me years ago, and then I tried to build it myself, and then I had somebody else help me. And anyway, it was too many cooks in the kitchen, and it ripples out to the other places that I make myself visible. And I'll I'll get into that in a little bit. Um... Three more things. Submitting articles for publications. I did submit two articles this year and I got them published. I'm always open and excited for these opportunities and I have more ideas for the publications that I submitted to. So I want to pitch those again, but I need to, this is also an area I didn't focus on a lot. And then new collaborations, which I'm like always interested in uh, sparking and then I just have to kind of like weigh out whether or not it's right for me. But this event in Laconia is a great example of a new collaboration. She built this has never been to the Lakes region of New Hampshire. And this is two communities merging together. Jody Gallant has been this amazing collaborative partner through this. I'll definitely be sharing more of our learnings. Um, and I'm also kind of like structuring or changing the way I structure collaborations within She Built This in the future. So there will be many more episodes on collaborations and the many forms that they can take, especially next month when we focus on collaboration as the theme. And then last but not least, I've just tried some new things like having office hours and uh, doing like a, I think I did like a happy hour one time. So things like that. Um, That's just sort of ideas to get your brain flowing too. But if you want more, there's like, you know, being a guest on someone else's platform with a live, having your own live, um, guest blogging, co-hosting events, sponsoring events, starting a book club or discussion group, creating a summit, starting an online challenge. And then just at the end of the day, like building quality and genuine relationships. So those are just like some examples of ways you can choose to focus on your visibility and to increase your visibility. And 
in all of that, which was like, I feel like that was just one breath. <laughs> um, I want to say that all of these are not for all of us. I shared nine specifically that I've been working on this year. And sometimes one will slow down, right? Well, another picks up and takes more pre- precedence because I can't do all of those things at once. And as I shared, some went way better than others. Um, I've also had some new things come along that I didn't, that I know would be more beneficial for me to focus on. For example, for me personally, reaching out to website designers, um, connecting really specifically with coaches and interior designers, because those are the three in- industries that tend to be content clients I, I work most often with. So finding out where those specific people are and concentrating how to get myself kind of more in their corner would be a great choice for me, but I can't do all the things. And and that's sort of how you have to think about it. Like not how can I do all the things and be all in all the places as I joked about was my 2020 theme, but how can I really focus intentionally on the important things that get me connecting with the right people? And I think that sometimes that comes through trying a lot of different things and seeing what fits and what doesn't fit. Um, So back in January, I kicked off the year by focusing the whole month on visibility with my podcast guests. I had a total blast. And honestly, I feel like I should have just focused on that topic for the entire year because there was so much in it. We talked specifically about visibility through networking and connecting, how to overcome fears around being seen and showing up. Uh, using your writing and content to get you more visible and then also how to show other people you're there to really support them as a way to get more visible. And then as I shared, like January is kind of when I came out hot. You know, I I reached out to tons of people for one-to-ones. I tried new groups for networking. I pitched to and booked a lot of podcast interviews, some speaking engagements, and I opened up tons of possibility for collaborations. But as the year has gone on, And I've kept consistent with some of these habits and let some of them go. But the pace is unsustainable to just take on all of this for sure. So that's lesson number one. We're going to have six of these. Lesson number one is if you want to be more consistent with visibility, if you want to be consistent with visibility, you need to bite off how much you can actually chew and not way more. Uh, More is not more. I mean, technically more is more, but you know what I mean. Um, so as I headed into 2022, I just, I learned a lot. I refined a lot as the months went on. And that's really why I wanted to take the time to share with you all of the lessons in this podcast. Lesson number two, visibility takes time. Getting traction around visibility. It's not like a one and done deal. You know what I mean? It takes time, consistency, and follow through. And it can be frustrating when you don't hear back from the podcaster you pitched to or you don't hear back from them until months later or the publisher of the magazine says he would get back to you and hasn't or you feel like you're showing up on social media every single day and it isn't paying you off and isn't giving you the ROI that you you thought it would. Visibility takes time and reality check here, friends. It takes longer than you expect. I do remember in my first business how it took like an entire year for people to even really know that we existed. And then three and a half years later, I had to refocus my efforts again to reach new faces. Um, I will say all of the connections I made in my first five years of entrepreneurship, I've really been able to carry with me into this business. And so here we are, seven and a half, seven, yeah, seven and a half years in and lots of time and attention um, focused on building connections. But it tends to not just happen, 
it, it does take time. It takes a level of effort and commitment and uh, reaching out and then also putting yourself out there. I remember when I was a kid, I used to have this dream of like being discovered and becoming an overnight sensation. I would sit, I actually like would sit on this metal heater I had in my bedroom and I was always cold. So it worked out. <laughs> but I would gaze out the window and like hold an incense stick like it was like one of those Audrey Hepburn long cigarettes and like just dream of being like this glamorous famous star I thought someone was gonna like stumble across one of my journals or my blogs think it was the best thing since sliced wonder bread and I would just like wake up and magically be Emily Post um I really truly believed like somebody would see my personality out in the wild or my ravishing no, it was not ravishing. I was a very plain looking child beauty and tell me that like, oh, you are destined to be a model. So here's the thing. This never happened. <laughs> but um, while things, of course, we see things go viral, we hear these stories, but that's not usually how it goes for most of us. Most of us have to start by A, showing up for ourselves first and taking action steps to connect with the people we want to quote unquote discover us. And I will say, though it takes time and consistency, it gets easier and easier each step that you take because each step that you take builds upon the last. Um, lesson number three, you surprise yourself when you decide to get visible. One thing I learned this year was that there is a level of boldness to showing up that I did not know I had. Now, boldness is not a direct line to confidence. It can be, but it doesn't need to be. You might not have confidence at first. Boldness, I find, is actually like more of like a courage or a drive to take the initial action step after step. And then I think that the confidence kind of like follows that. Um, I used to wait for people to come to me. If I wanted a certain guest, I would wait until they discovered me once again and like begged me to be on my show. Now I just ask people. I courageously reach out to people and places, some of which I am sure are going to turn me down and say no. And I have been pleasantly surprised. I've had people on who are well-known authors, speakers, writers, and I've also pitched to shows I didn't think would say yes to me. And conversely, there have been some that said no. Uh, not entirely surprising, but there have also been people that just completely haven't replied at all. Like, for example, Mel Robbins, despite me relentlessly tagging her on Instagram when we all read her book together and she built this, she never replied. <laughs> but I can't let those things set me back, right? I have to keep on taking courageous action step after step. And as you do, you really start to surprise yourself. The whole decision to actually like focus on visibility is about trying new things and reaching out to new people and just going for it. And I think when you do, you'll really surprise yourself that you have an ability to do far more than you ever thought was possible. Um, the other thing I really was surprised by is that this whole entire action of being visible has sparked creativity and left me feeling very like proud and surprised with myself as new ideas have come up and new things have flooded in. So sometimes I am surprised when things go better than I thought. Sometimes I'm surprised when things do not go the way that I hoped or there's a bad after effect. I've been surprised at some of the disappointment and discouragement that I felt. I've been surprised at some of the reactions and the feelings I've had. 
some of the fears and anxieties I didn't even know I had um, have shown themselves. And I've also been surprised at some of the things that I found have excited me and have been like a total joy and delight. I've been surprised at like all the different ways these things show up for us and really how important it is to be aware and move through this with your eyes wide open. Okay, lesson number four, visibility is a two-way street. It is a gift to other people when you decide to show up. When you share your message and you get visible, you're able to get how you help into the hearts, minds, and ears of those who need and want your help. So yes, you are doing the world a favor, but hear me out. It's not all about you. In fact, I lean personally towards it's not really about you at all. Um, It is a huge gift when others ask to have you be visible or say yes to collaborating with you and showing up together. For example, when you are a guest on someone else's podcast, when you are given an opportunity to present a workshop or meet with someone that you've been really wanting to, remember that they're giving a gift to you too. It is important to remember this because I think that this is where uh, we sometimes fall short. And this is really a nudge to give and also extend gratitude. It's a reminder for all of us that it is a two-way street. Being visible means also giving back. Um, So I want to give you some really tangible, important, and I think memorable examples of how you can do this. Number one, showing up prepared for what you're being asked to participate is huge. If someone asks you to give a presentation, be on a podcast, kick off a challenge with them, Show up prepared, be prepared, have the mic that they ask you to, be in a quiet place when you're recording or presenting. I gotta say, it goes such a long way and lets them know how grateful you are, how much you respect and value this opportunity, and also the relationship. Number two, sending thank you cards after an opportunity or a meeting. Um, Another idea is to like just write someone a review for the podcast if they had you on. I love sending thank you cards. It's so rare nowadays and it shows again that you just care enough to go the extra mile. I recently got a gift from someone whose podcast I was on and I have to say it completely blew me away. Not only because it came as a surprise, um, but it was referencing something that I'd told her about in our conversation and it just left me feeling so seen and heard and appreciated. Um, another thing I I love for people to do to extend gratitude is writing a LinkedIn recommendation. You know, if you do collaborate with somebody or you have somebody in as a guest workshop teacher or podcast guest, write them a LinkedIn recommendation specific to what they shared on. If if someone is on your show or teaches in your group or plans an event with you, it's a really easy way to say thank you. And chances are, if they did it for you, they're looking for more opportunities like this. And so your recommendation will help that to happen. I even love writing recommendations for people to have me on their podcast because it shows that they're a good host and they can ask good questions. And like I said, if they're looking for good guests like you, they're probably looking for more as well. Just um, internally and externally, you know, whether it be verbal or written or you're sending smoke 
signals. I don't know how the kids are communicating these days, but just notice and appreciate when someone shares their platform and gives you their time. So like however you decide to do it, make sure that you do it. And the other thing I think is really important in this is celebrating your wins for yourself. I have kept a celebration list for the past two years and on it goes these visibility opportunities when they happen. Like I want to mark my gratitude. I want to celebrate my wins and it really helps to keep the excitement train rolling. Also, when you can look back at the end of the year, you can say like what worked and what didn't work and sort of look at why. Just remember, visibility is not something to be taken lightly. When someone gives you access to their platform and their people, it shows that they trust you, they admire you, they want you to bring your unique value to their table. So be yourself, of course, come in with a giver's mindset, and I think be ready to offer as much as you hope to receive. And personally, I'm going to say maybe even a little bit more. Uh, Lesson number five, you will have some hits and some misses. I did talk about this a little bit earlier, but um, these are all learning experiences. I'm not really a believer that all visibility is good visibility, okay? I think that there's some opportunities that you actually are going to want to turn down and say no to. And it could be personality. It could be something you learned about their values. It could be target audience, any number of reasons. But you likely won't say yes to everything. This said, I've done this. I've said yes to everything. I've gotten on shows that... Perhaps I didn't vet properly and now I'm speaking to the wrong people about the wrong thing or the host and I just don't really have a a groove and they end up talking over me the entire time or maybe the host is, is not prepared and I feel like I'm treading water the whole time. Sometimes you can't see these things before they happen and you have to take retrospect as an opportunity to reflect. But when you decide to show up, sometimes you do this, right? You say yes to something that just turns out to not be quite a great fit. And you might realize you landed a podcast opportunity with someone whose questions guide you down a path that has nothing to do with what you came to share. Um, It can leave you with a bad taste in your mouth, but just keep in mind that while there are some flops, there are also great successes. I will talk more specifically around, you know, how to know whether collaboration is right off the bat in the first place um, next month. But really the only way I've learned all that I have about collaborations is just diving in and doing a lot of things that weren't aligned. So don't be afraid of these opportunities and moments. Like this is how you learn. Use these as lessons and information to move forward with more clarity about who you want to connect with and who you want to collaborate with and why. And then afterwards, give yourself a little pause. Take some time to evaluate what went well and what didn't go well so that you do have this as as information to move forward with. And at the end of the day, if you have this feeling in your gut that something is just not for you, for whatever reason, it is okay to say no and decide not to go for those opportunities. Okay, lesson number six. Oh, this one's an obvious one. When you decide to get visible, you are more visible. And I know you're like, uh, no shit, Sherlock, but hang on, hear me out. If you truly want to embark on this visibility journey, what's going to happen is you will be seen by more people. What this really means, 
More people watch you when you make mistakes, when you pivot, when you move messily about the cabin. More people see your typos and hear the way that you say um quite often or tisk your mouth like I do on my podcast all the time. People will copy you. People will steal your ideas. More people hear your story and they might have their own thoughts and judgments about you. People will tell you what you should be doing. They will provide you with lots of unsolicited feedback and advice. And before you start panicking, continue to hear me out, please. These are not reasons to stay hidden and not show up, in my opinion. In my opinion, these are the very reasons to show up. The very invitation and opportunity for personal growth, for groundedness in what you believe, and for strength in your message are even stronger reasons to take steps to show up. I think that showing up also involves showing up for yourself, like having your own back as you learn and evolve and knowing that it's okay to learn and evolve, standing behind what you believe. Um, having confidence and and vulnerability in your story and your values, being willing to think and also being willing to change your mind and know that it's okay that people saw you possibly before you did. I'm going to give you one teeny tiny example, and this is a silly one, okay? But between you and me, uh, my branding has been sort of a shit show since the get-go. <laughs> Virtually, It's been non-existent, but I've been trying. It's definitely been trying to exist. So someone designed a website for me when I got my, my real estate license back in 2018. And she created a logo that said EA because that's what I wanted. And I started slapping that thing on, you know, invoices and my website and all that. At the time, basically all I knew was that I liked the color pink and I liked lettering that looked handwritten. I was like, boom, let's go for it. So after I decided in like about three seconds that real estate was definitely not the path for me, I took over and I designed my own website on a platform I could do that was less complicated and confusing. Another story for another day. Um, so my website was designed to be a website uh, promoting my services as a professional assistant. Think like a virtual assistant, only I called it a professional assistant. Then I quickly started taking things off the list of offerings and focused more on marketing. So then I transitioned myself to kind of calling myself a marketing assistant, updating my site a little bit, still no real clear direction or focus, kind of the Jill of all trades. Then I had not one, not two, but like three more cooks in the kitchen to help me with branding and website design. And at the end of the day, I somehow managed to do it myself and ruin it (laughs) by doing so, which I will be honest, like my website, uh, looks like a kid made a website with finger paint. Hopefully by the time this comes out, that is actually like not the case anymore, but I can't promise you anything. It's being worked on right now. Um, I slapped together a new logo all by myself. I went with like 60 million colors as my brand palette because I like all the colors and I just couldn't choose. So there you have it, right? So during this, this four years, all that evolving and niching, I was still visible. In fact, I even had somebody reach out to me recently and be like, I'm so happy you finally landed after all of your pivots. And I internally and I'm sure externally cringe like I hate that people saw that I hate that people watched that in fact part of me is like oh my god should I delete all the the things on my Instagram prior to this 
when I update with my new colors and branding because maybe people won't notice so much that it was the way that it was before when I share it all. It's uncomfortable. It can be slightly panic-inducing because more people are watching, right? Um, You're worried that when you show up, it means like once you choose, this is what you choose. And it's going to stay that way for life. And you must choose now exactly what you're doing, how you're doing it, and of course, the brand colors that you're sharing it in. First of all, Let's stop this, please. We are human. Humans grow and evolve. All of this nonsense is simply perpetuated by social media and the pressure you see from other people who appear to not be doing this, but they actually are. Um, It's also 2022 and times do change fast and so do minds because there's a lot of new information and a lot of new insights. And that includes yours. That includes mine. That is okay. I love what Andrea Sandu said on my podcast earlier this year. She said, clarity is often often comes in hindsight. So we really are taking steps and gaining clarity as we move forward. And when you are visible, it can make that uh, more seen. But I'll say this, being visible also gives you the opportunity to see yourself more clearly, to watch your own evolution more clearly, the parts you love, the parts you have long rejected, like being visible might shine a light on the things about yourself that you always wanted to keep hidden. And now you are working on them live time. um, And maybe people are watching. I personally believe that visibility really has a step up to do as much inner work as it is a commitment to externally showing up. So That's all the lessons, that's all like the behind the scenes of what showing up and being visibility really means. And I just want your takeaway to be, when you are thinking of your own visibility efforts, um, please do me a favor and think outside the box on how it all goes down. It's so much more than just showing up, doing your thing, and then like dropping the mic, right? It's about collaboration, connection, consistency, cohesion, content, creativity. It's a recipe of C's. (laughs) These are the six things that we focus on in my Marketing Momentum Lab. And that is a small group program that focuses on visibility for six weeks. So if you want to be the first to hear about when I open that up for the fall, send me an email at emily at emilyaborn.com or find the link in the show notes. Launching this alone, just deciding to show up with with offering a small group program has been a huge lesson in visibility. Um, As I shared in last week's episode with Tasha Booth, I feel like launching anything is sort of like a fast track to uh, facing and overcoming your fears, your anxieties, looking up close at your expectations and your disappointments and your delights, and just like seeing it all for yourself in action. So I'm going to include a few more um, visibility resources in the show notes, including a book called This Shit Works by Julie Brown, which I really recommend. It's about networking and connecting with others, doing it in a way that feels really good to you. Of course, I always recommend this podcast and going back and listening to some of the episodes. I'll make sure the ones specifically on visibility are linked in the show notes. Um, I would definitely invite you to participate and learn more about the Marketing Momentum Lab group program I'm running in the fall. So if you're interested in that, you can just shoot me an email or visit the link in the show notes. And then um, making sure that you do, if, if visibility through networking and connecting with others is something that you're interested in and hearing me talk about the Lakes Region event has piqued your interest, check that out in the show notes as well. 
Um, and of course, you're always invited into the She Built This Facebook group where we collaborate with other like-minded women entrepreneurs and cheer one another on in the visibility journey. I have learned so much so far this year. I'm really excited to be heading into the last quarter of the year with some new perspectives and a new renewed commitment to growing my visibility intentionally and also helping others around me do the same. And as always, if you need my help, if you have thoughts, if you have comments, if you have ideas, I love hearing from you. So drop me an email, find me on Instagram at Emily. Aborn, or just send a messenger pigeon and hopefully it'll make it to me. Um, thank you for listening. Have a great rest of your week and have fun thinking outside the box when it comes to your visibility. To learn more about She Built This and to join our community and get involved for yourself, visit www.shebuiltthis.org.